Welcome to Woke and Wired, a new conversation about expanded consciousness and entrepreneurship. Welcome to this new series of Woke and Wired podcast. In this shorter episodes, they're going to be between 15 and 30 minutes. I will have women and men from my community and beyond sharing actionable tips and tools and things they have overcome that pertain to consciousness, spirituality, entrepreneurship, all the topics you already come to this podcast for in a short bite-sized format so that you can listen to it on your commute. You can listen to it as a pick-me-up when you're perhaps not feeling your best. We've all been there. I hope you enjoy this new format. Do let me know what you think about it. Send me an Instagram message at WokenWired. And I'm also thinking about doing a Q&A episode. So send in any questions you have. I am excited to be here to answer everything. Hey guys, so I have Katie Horwich on here. She is a writer, a speaker, artist, activist, podcaster, and the founder of Want, Women Against Negative Talk, a platform that gives women tips, tools, motivation, and inspiration to move forward in their lives by shifting their negative self-talk patterns. I mean, how cool is that? And how needed is that? I feel it's, it's one of those things that we all deal with, but we kind of brush under the carpet. So I'm excited to have you here, Katie, for this new format of Woken Wired podcast. And I'm about to introduce what we're going to talk about today. Thank you for being here with me on this Monday morning. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me. I, I am such a huge, huge, huge fan of everything you're, you're doing, but especially this podcast. It's it's one of my new favorites, honestly. Yay, thank you. All right, let's get to it. So guys, if you haven't checked out Katie's podcast, the reason why I have her on here is exactly because the topics she talks about are so close to my heart and I saw this as an opportunity to bring more voices than my own and share our minds and dig deeper. So today we're going to talk about comparison in the age of social media, something that we all deal with, you know, scrolling through your feed and perhaps comparing yourself to people, maybe feeling jealousy, maybe feelings of envy arise. And Katie has some really interesting thoughts on that. And I hope they serve you as much as they served me. Katie, give Mm. us all of it. All right. Well, I mean, you definitely know and and probably know from experience, I don't know anybody who's on social media who can't relate to opening up Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, like or whatever your platform du jour is, and sort of getting sucked into the rabbit hole of what's everybody else doing? Should I be doing that? Oh my gosh, what what kind of life they're they're leading? Should I be leading that kind of life? And you know, it, it's not just, I think a lot of people who are probably listening to this podcast are people who are in sort of the uh, conscious lifestyle business or spiritual entrepreneur business. And so we we see it on a professional end, but even things as simple as like my husband who isn't very active on social media at all. And he likes Instagram, but he is definitely more of a voyeur in, on Instagram instead of like a regular poster. And he has like a fraction, he's following a fraction of the people that I am. But even he, who is so self-assured and is so not tied to social media, looks and he said to me the other day, 
I think I need to rethink how I'm using Instagram because I'm starting to compare myself to people. And that for me was like, whoa, if you're comparing yourself to people, then then we're all screwed, basically. Mm-hmm. And that's the um, first step, right? It's admitting it and facing it. And that's really the foundation for moving forward. Oh, yeah. And I think that it's definitely easier to let feelings of judgment or anger or, you know, sort of the stuff that becomes fodder for gossip. It's much easier to just jump straight to that and sort of talk smack about what other people are doing than take a step back and look at how am I feeling when I'm responding to these people or this platform. And a lot of what's happening is you're feeling jealousy or envy And the difference between those two, by the way, because they're not the same. True jealousy, by definition, is a reaction to the threat of losing something that you have. But envy arises when you find yourself lacking something that somebody else has. So if you think back to, I don't know, like high school relationships or middle school relationships, and let's say you have a crush on a boy and you guys are starting to flirt. Um, I've been there. Oh, yeah. Boy, girl, that person. And you start to flirt with them and it's going really well. And then you see them flirting with somebody else. Then you start to feel jealous because you're triggered by the threat of losing this great thing that you're starting to build. Envy, however, might arise when you're looking at the relationship that your best friend is in with her boyfriend. You don't necessarily want to be in a relationship with her boyfriend. You want to be in a relationship that's like the relationship that she has with her partner, Mm. you know? So there's a difference between them and we can only recognize the difference between them or that they're there in the first place. When we step back and we don't just jump to that judgment place because it's easier. And we live in a culture that, I mean, up until very recently, and we are in a very small fraction of the social, social media universe that talks about this kind of stuff. But I mean, the majority of the world still lives in a culture that sort of prescribes to the idea of it's easier to bring somebody down to our level or tear somebody down than to up level ourselves, you know? Mm. So it's easier to fall. It's easy to fall into that in social media. And so you have a very interesting thought on how by facing those feelings of jealousy and envy, you can actually dig a little deeper and find the longing that's underneath it. And that Mm -hmm. sort of can be a compass to really getting clear on what's important for us and can be quite eye-opening if we're ready to go there. So talk to me more about that. Yeah, I mean, both are really, really useful if you take the time to, to dig deeper. And I call jealousy, you know, we usually use the word jealousy. We use it way more often than the word envy. And whenever we say envy, a lot of times we really just associate it with the feelings that we feel when we feel jealousy. And jealous is a very, what I call emotionally heavy word. Jealousy on its own is a word with a definition, but the way that we interpret that word is what we really need to get after. So it's sort of like how I talk about self-talk in general. Self-talk is neither good or bad. It's just information. And it's a language that we need to learn and interpret. So the first step really is to determine if you're actually jealous or if you're envious. And the question to ask is, you know, do I feel afraid of losing something or 
wanting something that I'm lacking, or maybe it's a little of both. They can both live in tandem. And so after that, if it's jealousy, you ask yourself, what about my situation is leading me to feel a sense of distrust? I think that honestly, trust and curiosity will save the world. And jealousy to me is a big lack of trust in whatever you're doing, whatever path you're on, so to speak. We don't think that we're, we're good enough. We don't think that what we're doing is successful enough. We don't trust that it's going to provide the feelings that we ultimately want to feel. So you ask yourself, what about my situation is leading me to feel this sense of distrust? And is it a missing link in your, in your connection to other people? Or is it maybe just a story that you've been telling yourself? where you're sort of like holding yourself hostage by this idea of, I'm never going to get this. I'm never going to feel that because it's also kind of easy to stay in that place too. I was watching the documentary Heal last night. Oh, I was watching it the other night too. Yeah. It's, it's really, really fantastic. But there's that one part in it where they say that we tell ourselves things. We we're able to change the trajectory of, of where our body is going for the most part, by what we tell ourselves. So this energy that we're creating and the more and more, I don't want to call it negative energy, but the stories that we're telling ourselves, our our body takes them as truths. So Mm -hmm. if we're telling ourselves that I'll never be good enough, I'll never get that feeling, they have that, I'm so far away, and we're not trusting where we're at, then of course, we're never going to get that because we're telling ourselves like we're we're building that wall for ourselves. So asking yourself, what about my situation is leading myself to feel this sense of distrust? So you recognize those areas, whether they're external and you're maybe in a situation with with toxic relationships in your lives where you're led to feel distrust on a daily basis or it's internal. And then you take immediate action to establish dependable trust. So that could look like a really honest, hard, but necessary conversation. Or if you're weaving stories for yourselves, then then you need to be brave enough to internalize all the signs around you that let you know that there's nothing to worry about. Because if we're telling ourselves a story, we're going to look for all of the signs around us to verify that they're true. And we will find them. It's just like if we're talking about If I say to you, wow, the color red is everywhere in New York City, (laughs) you might not have thought that ever, but now you'll walk outside and you'll go, oh, the color red is everywhere. If someone else goes, the color blue is on every single building. You'll see it on every single building, right? Exactly. So that's jealousy. If it's envy, though, you have to ask yourself, what about what this other person is doing or who this person is being or this situation that I'm seeing outside of myself? What about it is attractive and enticing to me? So to go back to the relationship analogy, if you're seeing a relationship that your your best friend is in and you're feeling those pangs of envy, you don't necessarily, you don't wish ill on that person and you don't necessarily want to be with her partner, but you feel that sort of dis-ease and unrest. You look deeper and you're like, oh, I love that they that they look so at ease with each other. I love the way that they listen, like really listen to each other. And you start to identify the things that 
are attractive and enticing to you. And those are all clues to what you truly want out of life. And a lot of times what is actually accessible to you, because I mean, Mm. it's sort of a, it's, it's a cliche saying for a reason. If, if you can see it, you can be it. And if you can see something happening, that's a little sign that you probably have whatever it is that that is, you have it within you to have everything that you desire. Hmm. You know, that's very an interesting thing. When we really let ourselves go there and ask that question, what is it about this person's situation, whether it's a job, a body type, an outfit, whatever that is, no matter how small or big it may seem, when we really are ready to face that question and ask ourselves, what is it that speaks to us? What is missing in my life that I would want? I found that when I actually do that, it splits into two categories. One becomes like a guidepost of, oh, wow, this really gives me an inspiration to add some things to my business plan and to my vision board mm-hmm. and to get more specific about the kinds of deals I want to be having with brands, the kind of countries I want to travel to, you know, that kind of thing. And then there's a second category that allows me to realize that I don't even want that thing. I, I think I want that thing, but actually it doesn't resonate anywhere in my body. And it's just so liberating to feel that. Oh, yes. I mean, I experienced that when, I mean, we sort of talked about it when you were on, when you were on the want cast, when you're on my podcast, I, if you're just looking objectively at like the numbers game, which we all play on social media, every single person, uh, no matter uh, how many followers, everyone does that. Totally. And And it's so funny to me because I, you know, I was at, I was at something the other day and someone was like, Oh, Katie, I'm going to follow you on Instagram. And they were like, Whoa, you have 6,000 followers. Like, mm-hmm. how'd you get that? And in my mind, I'm like, I'm friends with people who have <laughs> like 600,000. Mm-hmm. So to me, I'm like, that's small fry. And I can get trapped by that. And what I have come to realize is that Yes, I, a larger amount of followers, for example, like that's a really easy number for people to look, look at, like, it's really objective. There's no gray Mm -hmm. area. You either, you either, it either says a number or, or it says another number and that can lead to certain things. But what I've had to get really clear on with myself, and I'm, I'm really, really proud of this. And I talk to people a lot about this is what am I in this? And Am I in this for the momentary, the really quick, like shot to the top and getting, you know, everything that I want at age 31 and like hitting the peak there, which there's no shame in that. Or am I in this for the long haul? And for me, I am in this for the long haul. And I, in Instagram, for example, just because we're talking about it, it is a vehicle but it's not the thing. Right. It's it's popular right now, but we don't know what things are going to look like in 10 years. Like if somebody had told us 15 years ago that MySpace would be, <laughs> sorry, MySpace, but like kind of a little obsolete, we would have been <laughs> like, what, are you kidding me? Like this is where, this is where it's at. But Instagram is just a platform. We don't know what the next platform is going to be. And, and for me, I am really... I am really passionate and purposeful about shifting the self-talk paradigm in general. Instagram is an outlet to do that. 
my website, my podcast, those are outlets to do that. How this manifests years from now, I have no clue what that's going to look like. All I can do is do the next right thing and pay very close attention to what people are responding to, no matter where it is, you know? Mm -hmm. You know, something that also has really helped me as someone who has been in social media for over 15 years and has been doing it full time for over five years Mm -hmm. is when I see something that triggered me on social media, really just facing it and asking myself, what is it about this person or the situation that triggers me? And then probably underneath that, most likely there's some sort of negative self-talk, judgment, jealousy, any of these things. And from there, I can either in it from an empowered way, decide to unfollow that person because it's just not aligned with my values and I don't want to be distracted. Or I just face that thing within myself and I move through it more consciously, realizing that it's actually mirroring something within me that I haven't wanted to admit. So yeah, that's one thing. And then another thing that's newer for me, you know, ever since I started Breakfast Criminals five years ago, it's been growing very organically, very naturally, very steadily. And Mm -hmm. the past couple of months with the algorithm changes and whatnot, the growth has stalled. And Mm. at first it would really, really get me off the track and I would get so upset and it would create all these stories of how it's not relevant anymore, how all these other people are taking over and I should just shut it down and create other options for what I should be doing. And then I realized that in the month where my growth was the slowest, I got the most work, the most amazing brand deals and my most successful month ever. Wow. And that really connected me to this idea that, yes, you know, numbers are important on the one hand, but on the other hand, it's that value that I bring and consistent quality and consistent soul that I put into my content. And those brands that I really want to work with, they're going to notice it, they're going to see it, and that's what they're going to pay attention to. Yes. And so from there, I've been shifting. And again, this is very new, but I feel so liberating that I really want to share it. From Mm -hmm. there, it's been about focusing on how can I bring even deeper meaning and value to those 80,000 people who already are following me versus chasing new followers and new followers and new followers and just seeing it as numbers. Yeah. It sounds like a simple idea, but it's somehow it's brand new to me. No, I, and I think that that's something that, first of all, I love that you're in that place. Like what a, what a powerful, liberating and proactive place to be in. But I I think that sometimes we forget about the people who are, who are like our OG followers, Mm -hmm. our OG fan club. So for me, I, when I first started and I sent out, I sent out an email about want to my family and friends. I told them to forward it along. I started to get people signing up for my email newsletter, my email list that I didn't know that like I hadn't sent want out to. And those were people who were really just intrigued by the idea. And I realized about, I don't know, maybe a year in that most of those people who were the early adopters, they stuck around. And so I went into my account, my MailChimp account, and I I took the section of the first thousand email subscribers and I put them in a separate group and I sent them all an email and I said, hey guys, we've been together for a while now. I just wanted to let you know, I am so grateful for you. You are receiving this email because 
you are in what I'm calling the want thousand. And you were the first thousand people to subscribe to the email list. You've, we've been together now for a while. You've stuck with me. I love hearing from you. I love getting to meet you in person when that happens. And when important things arise, you will be the first ones to know about it. And it, that was like such a simple thing. And I thought, oh, well, I'll just put them in a separate group and I'll just send like a thank you email because I am overly enthusiastic, overly effusive. <laughs> I mean, I just, I'm grateful for everything. I just, I just walk around, like I skip around in gratitude. And I got so many emails back from that saying, I've been watching what you're doing. It's amazing. This is what the world needs. I am so happy to be a part of this. This email meant so much. Like that, this was so nice of you to send for what for me, I was like, are you kidding? Like, it's nice of you to follow me. <laughs> and I think that sometimes we forget to express gratitude for whether it's an email list or an Instagram following that these aren't just numbers. These are actual people. Well, for the most part, they're the bots and that's the, they're exempt from this conversation, <laughs> but there are people behind those numbers who are actually looking at what you're doing and choosing to follow you and choosing to get on board with you and choosing to believe in you. So whether that's 50 people or 50,000 people, those relationships are what we're building our brand and what we're building our, our mission on. That's right. Oh my gosh. So Katie, I love that we're wrapping up with the topic of gratitude because really gratitude is the fastest way to shift our vibration from whichever negative pattern we have going on, whether it's comparison or judgment or fear, just finding at least one thing that we're grateful for in the moment always, always, always does it for me. And that's why I love having it as part of my morning practice, just writing three things I'm grateful for today. Mm -hmm. And I love that we're wrapping up this very important subject on that. And I'm so grateful for you doing what you do and bringing these very important topics to the world. And guys, like I said, if this resonates, definitely check out Katie's podcast and definitely listen to her solo episode on jealousy, where she goes even more in depth about all the topics we just discussed. Well, thank you so much for having me. This was an absolute pleasure. And I'm so honored to be the first one to start up this, this new series. I can't wait to listen to it myself. Guys, these are just the real conversations that I have with my friends, women I look up to in real life. And that's why I think it's so important to bring it out here. It's usually happening behind the closed doors and it's kind of hush hush, but we're bringing it out and I'm so stoked to be sharing this with you. Love it. Love it. Thank you so much. Guys. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with your friends, leave a review and find all the show notes on wokeandwired.com and connect with me on Instagram at wokeandwired.com. Stay woke, stay wired, and have an incredible day.